0: Welcome to Best Laid Plans of Mice and Jen, a podcast covering all the plans a homeschooling mom makes and how they end up somewhat successful. From homeschooling to motherhood to just surviving and thriving in life, join me, your host, as I take a humorous look at ordinary situations to find the serious business of living a satisfying and fulfilling life. Welcome to Episode 3 of Best Laid Plans of Mice and Jen the importance of community in homeschooling. I am your host, Jennifer Villasenor. I had the fantastic opportunity to have a conversation with the ladies who run Firm Foundation Christian Academy. It is the co-op, or PSP, private satellite program that I have been a part of since the beginning of our homeschool journey. And I just love these ladies so much. I'm joined by Wendy Sains, who is the principal and the lower grade administrator. Also with us is Corinne Rocha, who is the junior high administrator and the new family contact person, and Josephine Riggs, who is the high school administrator. We had a wonderful time chatting about what it's like to be in community at Firm Foundation. I hope you are encouraged. It is a rather long conversation, so pop open a soda can or two or pour yourself a cup of coffee or tea, or maybe you're washing the dishes or folding laundry, whatever it is, I hope you are encouraged and excited to see the possibilities that can happen when you homeschool in community. And now, here's our conversation. Well, let's go ahead and go around the Zoom boxes. And if you could all introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your homeschooling journey.
1: Hello, my name is Wendy Sains i am the principal for firm foundation christian academy and the lower grade administrator i have three children my oldest is haley who is an eighth grader my middle is liana who is a fourth grader and my youngest is thomas who is a second grader Um, prior to homeschooling i was a teacher uh, for well for 15 years mixed in with my homeschooling but (laughs) um with covina valley And um, I switched over to just homeschooling two and a half years ago. Yeah, that's me.
2: Mm. My name is Corrine Roche. I have been homeschooling my three kids, who are currently 16, 15, and 13, and have been homeschooling them since my oldest was in kinder, so what, 13 years, I mean, 12 years or so or so. My two oldest are not actually in public school and I am still homeschooling my son who is in eighth grade. Before I homeschooled, I taught in um, different private school settings, preschools, kindergartens, and at the very end, um, a Montessori school where I did some special subjects and uh, ended up in um, administration, weird enough, Hmm. and assistant assistant to the administrator. So that's where I ended up before having my kids and homeschooling them, so that's me.
3: Hi, my name is Josephine Riggs and I have been homeschooling for 15 years, since my oldest, who is now 19, um, when he was four years old. So 15 years, my oldest is 19, like I said, he's in his second year in college. The second one is 17, he's a senior in high school and my 14 year old twins are ninth graders in high school and for all of my boys i homeschooled through eighth grade and then we made the decision to send them to public school so some people have said that i've graduated from homeschooling but there is still a lot to do in firm foundation but also to continue to support my boys who are still home Uh, before homeschooling i was in pharmaceutical sales and um i think it's it's a wonderful opportunity to come together and as times are changing i'm glad we're here to support each other and to give resources to anyone who needs it.
0: Okay, so what were some of the things that you found to be not as hard as you thought? And then things that you, that were really challenging during your homeschooling time?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll go. For, for me, I would say the, the most challenging mm-hmm. was because I was a teacher prior to homeschooling. I had, I think, a different vision of what homeschooling was when I first started with my oldest when she was in kindergarten. I tried to replicate the classroom setting in my home, and it, that was just not good at all. I've learned over the years how to work with, with my children and their needs that they have, and also um, blending that in with our just our family lifestyle in our home. And so I, I think that was like probably the biggest challenge was um, learning just how this will work with our, our family in our home. Separating that from my typical view that I had of um, education in the classroom. The most benefiting, is that what you asked, Jen? What yes. was the most benefiting?
0: Or what, or what was the, the what, what was not as hard as you thought it
1: was? I would say once you get into a groove and you're following along whatever curriculum it may be. And no matter how often you change that curriculum, because it will change often. I think just knowing that your kids are still learning every day. It's still, uh, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Gosh, I think just one difficult
2: thing. <laughs> okay. Go so some of the most difficult things I think about homeschooling is for me, prioritizing what's important, what's not. I tend to get excited about certain things and then I'll kind of push everything aside. So that was hard. That's hard. And it continues because, you know, there's something else on my plate. And and so prioritizing and wearing all the different hats. and, And I think after 13 years, I think I might have gotten (laughs) <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe., uh, but no, no, not at all, not at all, but prior to it, prioritizing, I think that's probably one of the more difficult, thing, difficult things. Thank goodness my husband is really good at reminding me of what's important, which is actually something that me need, is needed. so that support, you know, and those gentle reminders from your you know from your other, definitely um, accepting it and working you know, to, to fix those things. and But at the same time, there, it's also rewarding because I've seen a growth, you know, even just how we manage things, um, even between my husband and I, and just the understanding that we have gained in giving each other grace throughout the year. So it's difficult, and of course, all those things are really hard to handle. And then also, another difficult yeah. thing that I find was, um, I love curriculum. So I loved trying to find different things. And unfortunately, my kids were not always excited in trying the different curriculums that I found, and so picking something that worked so that 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 was difficult. Is just trying to find something because there's too many good choices. So um, I think those were probably the two that pop up
0: for me. And was there anything that was easier than you thought it would be, or no? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not sure. Um, uh, Maybe, but I think it pertains to me. I love doing research. So doing research and finding curriculum, I found easy. Yeah. Then picking the one was hard for me. So true. (laughs) So I loved, I loved um, looking through curriculum and doing all the research. And so that was easy. But I think it's only because I, I personally enjoy doing that kind of thing.
3: Yeah.
0: I see that. Yeah. (laughs) Josephine.
3: I I'm I'm actually I'm it's good that I'm going last because I'm thinking, wow, there's like Cody said, so many things that were challenging. And it's easier to start with that. And I think with mine, it was expectations. So I had not planned to homeschool, so I was, you know, kind of starting behind in that sense. But the expectation number one of myself, thinking that I had all these great plans for my kids which most didn't come to pass, but I realized that was the Lord bringing me to my knees. And a lot of times now, because I ha- have been homeschooling for so long, I realized that um, that's one of the challenges is coming to that point, realizing a lot of it was for me, not in the sense that I'm reeducating myself, but in terms of my relationship with the Lord and who he is in our home and his role, well, wow, what I wanted to do isn't necessarily what the Lord wanted. So that was constantly changing. And something that other homeschoolers may have already experienced also is the expectation between you and your child is other than God, you're the mom and you know your child very well. And as they get older, you realize what their strengths are. And as your mom, you want to push them to, to the, the rim of their ability. You know what they can do, but they don't always do that. But you know they can. And so the expectations between you and your child are different. And for me, that caused a lot of, of clashing and headbutting is, I think you can do this in this way. And the child says, either, no, I can't or no, I won't. And then you go back to the drawing board in some, in some situations to say, well, what is the right way? So not necessarily having a clear path that this is what we're gonna do and that everything's going to go smoothly because it doesn't, um, but probably what was easy. And it's funny that I, as, as I think, and I'm about to describe to me was, was so easy was probably the most difficult thing for me too was it so easy to um, get off track because I like structure, but at the same time, when you're still in your pajamas and you're getting to your coffee at 10 a.m., it's easy to not, to get off of the plan. Mm-hmm. But that's also the beauty of homeschooling is there are days where you're gonna do that. And honestly, it was harder for me to get off of my plan than to stick with it. My husband, who's also a public school teacher, was the one who, who had to force me, and, and this is also, um, something that I had difficulty doing was getting out. And I wanted them to be so academic because I wanted to, to show everyone that homeschooling is not going to hurt my kid and is going to be advantageous. But my husband who, like I said, is a public school teacher "You know, well, you need to be outside. You need to be going on field trips. You need to not be home so much when you homeschool. So that was easier, but then again, challenging for me. So.
0: Uh. Yeah. Very true. How ironic for the, how, how, how ironic for like the homeschooling, but no, get out
3: (laughs) for me. Yeah. That was definitely my challenge.
0: What led you to homeschool? So why, why did you choose to like, you know, there, there, there are these places that have schooling already going on. (laughs) Two of you have husbands (laughs) that do that. One of you (laughs) did that yourself. I did it for a long time too. So we, you know, there's these, there's these schools. What was it that made
3: you decide to homeschool your kids? And whoever wants to talk, just go for it. Um, for me, I think off the bat, it was a sharp contrast because my husband is an elementary school teacher. And so he was already, had already been teaching for about well, two, almost 10 years by the time that we were ready to start homeschooling Jonah, who's my oldest. Um, And then we go to a church, which was helpful with where a lot of families homeschool. And so I was already exposed to that. It wasn't something new that we were discovering for ourselves. But but like I said, because there was a sharp contrast between the public school system, my husband and I realized it doesn't have to be like that for our kids. You know, he, even in the lower grades, can have 20 to 25 to 35 kids by himself with one teacher. That's obviously a different ratio than homeschooling. So when we decided we knew we were going to homeschool that also changed economically our decisions because if we we're going to be home with one income, well, that also influenced where we live. But I think it was just my husband saying, you know, this is what it's like for me at school. My hands are tied. All of these kids have one teacher. Um, we need to try and do something different for our own children.
0: Okay, so it was more more your husband's desire. His, he's
3: the one who brought it kind of To this, he's the one who who wanted to do this first, right? Right. It was, it was because he was already in the public school system and said it doesn't have. If we can manage, it doesn't have to be like this for our kids. Got it. For me,
2: it's funny. um, Ever since I could remember, up until I graduated, I always wanted to be an architect. Like that was it. I Legos were my thing, and I always wanted to be an architect. And then God told me maybe teaching. So um, going into college, I switched you know, um, my thought and um, started going into teaching, um, but once my husband and I uh, got engaged and married, only one of us could get our credentials, so he went, and so I went into the private school direction. Then with homeschool, so, you know, I knew the Lord put in my heart to be in the teaching profession. Never actually ended up getting my credential, but ended up homeschooling my kids because I saw, um, like Josephie said, um, we, you know, go to a church where there's a lot of homeschoolers there and my sister, oldest sister being one of them. And um, just seeing um, her dynamics, the dynamics of her family. She has six kids and they were all 10 and under when for a short time I lived with them. And just seeing them homeschooling and the good, the bad, but just seeing all of them together, learning different things. And so um yeah, this is just the Lord kind of confirmed it in both our my husbands and my heart that I would stay home and and teach my kids. So it was it was actually the example, you know, the Lord leading me and then the example of you know, on um, my sister, just seeing her homeschool. So it's kind of special.
0: Yeah, very cool. And was your husband good with that?
2: Yeah, yeah. He, he saw, I mean, he's a high school, public school teacher,
0: you know, just like Josephine's
2: husband, you know, can see how limited he can be, you know, in teaching and, uh, and through homeschooling, you know, you could just personalize everything. And so he saw that as a huge benefit. Um, so he was totally on board from the get-go. Yeah. Awesome. And he was the one telling me, you need to stay home because I was out <laughs> <laughs> probably too often um, telling me, yeah, you need to stay home to homeschool. So, oh, that's funny.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Wendy.
1: Um, so for me, it was my husband at first, he was, he knew, um, I knew when I married him, he wanted to homeschool our children. When the time got closer and closer, I thought he was kidding. Cause I was a <laughs> classroom teacher and I was like, you know, like, what are you thinking? Like I'm a classroom teacher. I was, I definitely think I was the one who resisted for a long time. And I, I know I resisted God, not just my husband. Um, I know it was a calling from my, from God for us because he was like, you know what? I'm going to make you be home. And I got um, laid off from my job. And then I got hired back. And then I got proposed by a principal to, well, why don't you work part time? And all at the same time that Haley was going to be starting kindergarten. I told my husband, okay, I'll try this homeschool thing out for a year. And we even started Haley. She was, she's a September baby. So she can start four. And then um, it was before TK. So it was an option for us. And I was like, you know what, we'll try this out. And if I mess her up, we have one more year.
3: <laughs> and
1: um, I was definitely like one of those moms. It's so sad to say I, I was looking forward to the day that they can go to school so I can just drop them off and, you know, do my thing while they do their thing. The the more that I just, I homeschool, then I met um, Josephine's husband, Mr. Riggs, who was a classroom teacher, telling me, like, no, my wife homeschools. And I'm just like, what? That doesn't make sense to me. Am I a hypocrite? I'm a classroom teacher. How can I homeschool? And, you know, I, I, again, I just believe it was God orchestrating, orchestrating it all for um, our family. And I think within two years, I was I was in love with homeschooling and the way that our family was changing, the family dynamics of what I envisioned of our family being to what it was becoming and enjoying spending that time loving and learning together. Seeing my um, little Liana, you know, she was joining in our day and being, you know, she was so tiny, just playing along and wanted to do school. And the love that she had for school as I was schooling Haley, um, it just... It was God. He changed us all. But I have to say the starting point for us was, was my husband it was in his heart. And I'm just thankful to God that he was obedient. And then, um, God put up with my kicking and screaming and I became obedient and we're able to do it now.
0: It is definitely something that you're kind of led to. We all are part of Firm Foundation Christian Academy in one way or another. And we have been for a very long time. And so what was it, because the whole idea about this is just finding this community and the value of community through um, a PSP or a co-op, because Firm Foundation it operates as both, right? Am I correct in saying that, that it's both a private satellite program and a co-op for those who are not officially enrolled in it, right? So what was it about Firm Foundation that um, made you stay with it the whole time and um and now you guys run it. So like, it must be something about it.
3: Anybody? Just- um, I remember a specific conversation I had with a mom who was already at From Foundation and who went to our church. Um, and so at that point, I, I think I still needed a little comfort. You know, who? there's always that feeling, I think, when you start, and even though the homeschooling community is growing and growing, you always feel alone. Because you may not, well, at least I did. I shouldn't say everybody. Because um, I didn't. No, I didn't have relatives that were homeschooling, um, but I did have the women at the church. So I think once we started, I th- when I started, it was still Sunrise because you know mm-hmm. Mary spun off. He did, she did the private school private school program. Right, is that what PSP means? From yep. Sunrise Christian School. She was mm-hmm. in charge of it and then spun off and started it on her own and then um, turned it into Firm Foundation. But because I like structure, I think it was the fact that I was going into a community and a co-op that was already established and not all are established and it doesn't mean that they're bad but because the moms were the backbone and this well-oiled machine had already been established where the moms are there because they want to help and there were plenty of moms and just seeing how much they were more time they were able to spend with their children that was probably my appeal and um, just like with any co-op as soon as you join hey can you help and I did have the desire to help because I'd like to teach, but I think it was that um, just seeing something for me that was already established that I could just get into, but even then meeting the moms and my kids making friends in that sense was like a regular school. And I have to confess, and my husband knows this very well, which has his, his been his suspicion the whole time is that the co-op is also for the moms, for the moms to have this fellowship. And personally, I will admit, that it was my break during the week, a whole a whole week of homeschooling your children and you are together all the time. I get a break from you, you get a break from me when we were at our homeschool club, which is on Fridays. So it was definitely being, it being organized, but then finding the fellowship of moms who were just like me doing what I was doing in the trenches, which kept me there and, and has kept me there and has given me the desire to continue to contribute even though my kids are not there anymore.
0: So how old was Jonah when you started? Was, did he start like at kinder or?
3: He was four. He
0: was, oh yeah. yeah. So
1: you,
3: he's, so he's, he's a January baby. So yeah. So we said, hey, he's, he was that kid that was reading at two and a half and three. So I was ready. He was ready. Let's, let's go. Let's find something for wow. you or to, to help us along. So yeah. So he was four and he oh, went right, right into um, kindergarten at four.
0: Okay, So you've been with Ferg Foundation the whole
3: time. For, yeah, for my homeschool career, yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Have you dabbled in other (laughs) co-ops?
3: I have. Uh, But it was, only. believe it or not, because I I like, I mean, I'm okay with change. I know. Remember, so, so James, who's my 17-year-old, was asked to join another co-op because there was a drama production, someone had stepped out late in the year, like performances in May, the kid left in March. Right. Uh, yeah. Someone who helps with that co op is also in our co op and said, Hey, could, would James con- consider um, helping us out? And he was, and that was really the only time. He was in a dorm protection and it was an amazing experience. They did a really, really, really great job. And that was a case where another co op was offering something that we didn't. Right. So the, the beauty of co ops is if you, you can cherry pick, right, sometimes, mm-hmm. um, and what, what your child needs, if it's offered in multiple places and you're allowed to take it in, in multiple places. So that was a great experience for him and not one that we, he would have had with firm foundation because their drama production was very big. Right. And ours will, ours will tend to be small. Right. Okay,
1: cool. I've been with firm foundation for well, eight years. Um, uh, Haley started, like I said, when she was four and, um, the, com- we believe in the community, the vision that, uh, Mary has established for, um, firm foundation, um, is really what has kept us here. And, um, the people like Josephine said, it is a well-oiled machine with just beautiful people, um, beautiful families that we want our kids to grow up. We want, you see Christ in this community and, um, we want our kids to see that and to be a part of that and share that with other homeschoolers. Mm Um, so, that's, um, that's why the why for us for firm foundation. Um, I, I, we have heard of a lot of other co-ops and they are great. They're, it's actually, I remember even when I started homeschooling Haley, there was not that many co-ops around. And um, it's, it's a blessing to have so many resources around us to be able to be a part of. um, If, if, someone needs, like if we, if firm foundation can offer something, you know, it's, it's a blessing and, um, you can go take classes, you know, elsewhere. Um, and I'm sure they'll be great and it'll be fine. Um, but I feel like God has just always called us to, this is just the place for us. Yeah. Cool. Corinne,
2: well, I've been everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I actually started off, um, of course, Natalia was one of those kids where she wanted to, you know, be ready for school from, from the get-go. So um, we actually started off at a different co-op, the same one that my sister, um, who encourages us to homeschool, is still at. And so we started off with them. And then I was trying to, and we only did that for, like, I think, a year, um, and I don't know what brought me to Fun foundation. I'm trying to think. I don't it know. It was the Lord. It was the Lord. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. And he sounded just like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Lord said. Um, yeah. And so from, and so Natalia has been, um, she, we started when she did kinder. She did kinder twice because she started so young. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure, should she ever go to public school which she ended up going then she would you know not be super young when she graduated um or went in so she did kinder twice and so we've been there since natalia was in kinder um, and now she's in 11th yes 11th grade oh my goodness and um and since then of course like josephine you know um the teaching bug is there so you you help out and, and it's kind of like ministry where, you know, once you start serving, once you get involved, you know, you start get to get to know the people. Um, and it's just amazing because, you know, you have you guys homeschool, everyone homeschools just so differently. But we all have the same issues. You know, we have kids who, you know, drop their pencil a million times or, you know, or, or you know, cannot get fractions for the life of them, you know, and there's crying and gnashing of teeth. And so we all have those same issues. Um, even though we all homeschool so differently but you don't you you don't get that until you you help out and you serve and i see that with firm foundation um, parents are just so invested and when they can they help out in different ways and and you just get to know each other more and you know it's that community it's that family and um, i literally have family who <laughs> who who are teachers and helpers there at firm foundation Um, family in Christ who, you know, I love just as much. And so um, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's my home. It's my home. Um, And when, when you do get involved, you see the needs like, oh, you know what, I'd love to have a science class for my kid, you know, next year. So let's, you know, add that. So that's the beauty of it. You know, being involved is you see the need you get to be a part of the solution. So that's, that's. so get involved, get involved when you can, if you can. Um, I have, um, a, but you know, not one co-op can meet every need. So, you know, there's a time where my kids had um, needed something else. And so we have a great, um, a lot of different co-ops in the area. Um, much of them much like-minded and it's been great to be a part of. And just kind of realize how small the homeschooling world is where, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been neat. It's been neat to find like-minded people in different co-ops in different areas and all kind of having the same goal in trying to provide the best experience for our kids. You know, we need a photography class. Let's throw it on. We need something else. Let's put it on and just, um, being there for one another. So, um, and what's kept us low, you know, we've kind of dabbled and we'll come back. Um, we've always stayed with Firm Foundation and we're just what makes us stay there even though it is my son's last year. And I mean, even before coming on to help run, um, my desire was always to continue to stay and help and teach. And um, I'm just so fortunate that I get to, but it's that community. It's that community of, um, um, you know, doing things for the, these upcoming homeschoolers mm-hmm. and letting them experience all the different things that we've experienced, you know, um, and just seeing, you know, kids make friends and, and, um, us make lifelong friends. I mean, like, gosh, I didn't know you, you know, Jennifer and Wendy. Now I know Josephine from, from our church, but you know, you two is just, you know, just, I mean, I'm just so blessed to be able to call you guys good friends, families, you know, um, and see your kids kind of grow up in in homeschooling as well. So it's the community. It's the community that I have felt in no no other place.
0: Yeah, it's so true. I think that especially when you're first starting to homeschool and especially with littles, I think as moms, we just, we feel like we need some, oh, I know, I know. I felt like I needed the validation. I always feel like I need some validation. Like, am I doing this right? Like what's mm-hmm. going on here? And, and then it was really neat to be able to talk. Like, I know that according to you and I, you and I talked a ton, you know, in the early years where I'd be like, what are you doing? How are you doing? What curriculum are you using? How are you doing this? And, yeah. and, um, but also good to know that it, we I wasn't alone in my struggle. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't alone. Like I wasn't the only one dealing with kids who didn't want to <laughs> do school work, or <laughs> kids who were even, you know, had, who were struggling and, you know, learned later finding out about learning disabilities, you know, and finding other moms in the co-op who ha- were dealing with the same thing. And just, I think the, the best thing about the co-op or the PSP experience is that we find that we're not alone in a time in the society when And in this culture that is trying to keep everybody isolated and trying to keep everybody apart, you know, um, it's so important for us as, as just as Christians in general, but as people and as especially homeschool moms that we come together and are able to encourage one another and not buy into the lie that we're the only one going through this situation in the homeschool, in the homeschooling uh, world, that we're the only ones that are, you know, that, that we were so bad at this, that we should just give up because that would be the ultimate goal, right? This, um, from those, you know, that are seek to steal, kill and destroy would be to, for <laughs> us to give up, but instead, you know, finding other like-minded people. And also one of the things, again, I, one of you mentioned it was about how, we're all moms and we're all trying to do what's best for our kids. Like we're all have that same mindset. And we we, what I love about us is that we are there to help each other with each other's kids. Like, you know, it's just, I'm not there just to find out what you can do for my kid. I'm there too, to find out what can I do for yours? And so, and that's the mindset of I think everybody who's there. And I think that's really such a, that's so, that's so beautiful because I don't think you can always find that somewhere. So obviously we're all partial to firm foundation Christian academy, <laughs> but there's, and then also, you know, there are different types of homeschooling groups and, you know, everyone has to find their groove, find their people, you know, and then when they do, it's really just wonderful. Right. It's like, I, I don't know. I'm just very thankful that I was able to find it early, early enough that I wasn't floundering too much even though it was it's always been a hard road <laughs> but at least there was always um a safety in in the people at firm foundation and in our co-op that was able to you know lift us up and and keep us on track so I'm thankful for that so you guys have to just keep that going okay that's <laughs> on you three <laughs> firm foundation christian academy formerly known as sunrise christian PSP has been serving the homeschool families since 1985. The purpose of Firm Foundation Christian Academy is to provide you with a strong sense of community in which you and your children will be able to flourish and thrive, along with record keeping and optional testing. It offers opportunities for educational advancement, creative expression, spiritual growth, and social interaction. For more information about Firm Foundation Christian Academy, you can go to their website at www firmfoundationchristianacademy.com. That's all one word. There will be a link in the show notes. Check it out if you live in the San Gabriel Valley or in surrounding areas. What, what do you think your homeschool would have been like if you did not have the co-op community? Oh gosh, I thought for me, it'd
2: be really boring. It'd be boring. It'd be boring because I think of of like the different memories that we've had, like with my kids. Like, what are some of the fun things that we've done? Okay, we've dressed our kids up in like colonial gear, and it was with a group of friends, you know, <laughs> and had them go up and you know say like do ridiculous you know speeches or or you know bake bread, and it's always been with different co ops. So I think, um, and I wouldn't do the, those things on my own, like. Me dressing up as a, you know, colonial maid doesn't sound exciting, you know? Are you sure? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, Depends no. on who you ask. Depends on who you ask, I think. <laughs> no, but we can make our kids do it, okay? <laughs> um, and so it's just all the fun, different fun things. Gosh, I remember, you know, we did group dissections in our backyards, you know, you know uh, things like that. And it's just all the different things that, I wouldn't do, wouldn't have done on my own. Do it in a co-op, and it all of a sudden it's super exciting and doable, and you get to share the load. And um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely, just would not have had a lot of those fun memories. Um, wouldn't have done some of those science experiments and all that stuff without a co-op. It'd just be like, it'd be like math and Ken Burns at home, you know. <laughs> Which I do love Ken (laughs) Burns. My kids, not so much. (laughs) But that would be it. That would be it. You know? Yeah. It'd be boring. It'd be boring.
1: I would say lonely too. Um, I think like a lot of my ideas of just improving school and making it better for mm-hmm. for my kiddos are, are from you guys. I, I just remember so many conversations we've, we've had from Kori talking about like just charter school or even math. I think I, you helped me with math with Haley when Haley was struggling. I just, I think like um, it would be lonely and it would feel a little bit lost without um, a, a solid like community to be with.
3: I think the, once the parents realize how much it is for the kids, too, because just as much as we moms need to know that we're not alone in the trenches, for these kids to also go to school, right? Even though, as, as, as fun and as exciting as it's to stay in your pajamas all day, um, at least my kids did look forward to school mm-hmm. where they were with people who were in the same situation as them, right? Whose moms taught them, who sometimes didn't do school all day because you had to attend to. Uh, family emergency or go to the store you know so so they could look at this kid that's next to them at lunch and say oh what did you do this week oh you know xyz oh so did i but that's not not someone like a public school kid that that they would have completely different experiences Um, my kids really enjoyed um, the fellowship with the other kids because it it was um, in that sense their social time and like i said their fellowship their they're trading lunches, which is awesome, right? Because they—that <laughs> was my favorite. And the next thing I know, someone's selling their food. You know, so I don't. <laughs> I think Yo, they learned I'm that sorry. in the co-op. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> ben that was you, and Always <laughs> told your kids' lunch. Yeah. Um, and because our the the from foundation, it was it was on Thursday. when we first started. It was on Thursdays, and then it got moved to Fridays, which I really loved because it was almost like a treat for us to look forward to at the end of the week. Now, as a teacher, prepping for something at the end of the week was hard, but it was worth it because I looked forward to that time of fellowship. My kids looked forward to that time of fellowship. And like Wendy said, without that, it would be very lonely and very isolating. So it was really something to look forward to, and you know, I'm glad it was on Fridays. Because...
1: Well, let me just put a little side note in about teaching. Teaching homeschool kids, um, from the first week I started teaching at Firm Foundation, teaching kids who want to learn, huge, huge difference. Huge, huge, so much fun. So, so much fun when you have kids engaged in what you're doing um, in the classroom. That that also was um, a big eye-opener for me, my first year teaching at Firm Foundation. It made it fun, teaching other people's kids that really wanted to learn, were really excited, asking questions, engaged. And
3: can I springboard from that, Jennifer, into the present? Because um, my husband is obviously a public school teacher in elementary, but we have friends that we are in touch with from college who are high school teachers. One is up north in California and one is in Connecticut. And what they're saying, it's interesting because one of them had a question about homeschooling. But a common complaint they have right now with the high school kids is they're not engaged. Because the past year, year and a half, these kids were maybe on Zoom. And like you said, Wendy, that's you have to be engaged as a teacher, but you're still on Zoom. And so the kids that didn't want to learn just shut off their computer. They just shut off the mm-hmm. screen. And now our friends are finding at the high school level, maybe including your husband too, is that they're doing that, but in the classroom. So there's no screen to shut off. But they're just as unresponsive and and they don't know the principal at my son's school actually said that these ninth graders are the most immature ninth graders she's ever seen. They've been home. What I wanted to tell my friends when we were on Zoom yesterday is that's not the case with my homeschooling high school students is because not only do they want to be there and they appreciate being back. But just like you said, Wendy, they want to learn. They hated as homeschoolers having to be home. And so it's, it's, a, it's a contrast and it's such an advantage and such a blessing that we have to have these kids that we can have in person, but in their from their point of view, want to be there. They're not shutting off their screens. They're engaged because they know what it's like to not be there. So that is huge, just a huge blessing and responsibility that we have, but I'm so grateful for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that I always thought it was funny when people said, Oh, so the, so COVID really didn't affect you guys very much. Right. Cause you just homeschool. I'm like, we were never home. Like, like it did affect us. We were no longer able to do a lot of the things that you know, getting together, first of all, we weren't able to do that. And then it was just, you know, we were so still felt so disconnected, just like everyone else in the world did, you know? And, but I was really grateful that we still found ways to, <laughs> to make it work for us, you know, because we're rebels, we homeschooled. So- And we think out of the box. <laughs> exactly. And and that's also really big. And then I I, I know I've shared this with, with some of you before that. I really think that there's, a, there's gonna be a really big shift in education as a whole going forward like I don't think that education as we see it right now is going to last for for much longer like in 10 years I don't know what if though I just see things shifting where it's going to be far it's going to be more like the homeschooling community than it is the public school I don't think it's going to be as there's um, a lot of people are you know leaving the, the public school system how are they going to be able to afford continuing a public school system if no one is in the public school system. So I, I just finding it, I, I just kind of foresee things shifting in such a way. And so I, it's gonna be really interesting to see how it comes out. And again, how are our, our, the kids that, we've, uh, that we are raising right now and how they are going to affect the future like in, in the education world as well. Like what are they gonna do with their kids? It's gonna
3: be interesting to see. I think w- one thing that I saw was really, really obvious was When we were in quarantine or when the public schools were shut down, the ones who were making the push and the ones who were making the biggest effort to do what they could to have the kids in person were the homeschool groups, yeah, was the co ops. And you know, some did it in different ways, but I would say across the board, again, ironically, it's the homeschoolers that said, No, our kids need to be in person, right? Mm -hmm. When, 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 if they have a class, do it in person. Um, And I I saw that and I appreciate that. And that's why we are in general, our homeschool kids are the way they are right now, less affected than the public school kids because of having to stay home.
0: Yeah, definitely. We because if it wasn't for anything from certain bureaucratic people, we would have never stopped meeting. I don't think I think we would have (laughs) always we would have continued on and we would have we would have been, I think we would have been fine. I mean, um, but there was, because of the interference, you know, I think as homeschooling moms, we all we all know our kids and we'll, we, we know what's safe, what's not. And we make those decisions for our children independently. And we respect that for of each other. And it was just really, I, I, you're right. The, it was the homeschooling families and the homeschooling community that was like, this is not a good idea, people. Yes. We gotta figure something out to help our kids mm-hmm. during this time. So, what was one thing that got you through the day? Like, what was your your co- your coping mechanism when a day was going bad? <laughs> mine was—I'll tell you mine. Mine was saying to the kids, "Get in the car, mommy needs a diet coke," <laughs> and we would that's, get that's in the car. was every day. That's not every day. It's true. But, uh, but more than once a day at times and we would jump in the car. We would drive to Del Taco. So, so many times. And I was known as the Del Taco. I mean, I was known as the diet Coke lady because I would say it just like a macho diet Coke. They're like, please, that's all. Yes. Please drive. Far. Macho. Like, oh, it's you again. Said, macho. Yes, it is. I have three kids. Can I please have my diet Coke? And then, and then we would, so we would do that a couple of times. And honestly we made friends with the, the with the workers there. Like, Like, you know, it was actually, I called it my Del Taco ministry because as I would go through, like, I, you know, we developed relationship and I was able to share Christ with some of them. And that was really neat. So I figured it was my ministry and also the coping mechanism, you know, (laughs) so that, that was mine. What, did you have any, any homeschool hack in how you managed a day when things were, eh, or you just wanted to cry? (laughs) Or you just crying. Well, was then the I'll take this
3: moment to, sh- yeah, that was mine <laughs> was the crying, and it was all around crying mostly me. And so, I, I actually can't contribute anything positive to the coping mechanism. But the coffee, I think that's a given. We don't have to spend half an hour saying why coffee is your coping mechanism. It is, um, and I'm not gonna lie and say, yeah, the first thing I did was pray and go to my Bible, I did not do that. <laughs> A lot. So maybe my portion will be how not to cope. <laughs> the praying was,
0: please, God, let there be <laughs> coffee or please, God, don't let the Diet Coke machine be broken. Right. There
3: was a that pray. was the praying
0: that was going on. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I just so I think I'm going to pass <laughs> on this question. Truthfully, I did not cope well.
0: <laughs> and so was that because they just didn't. um is it because they, they didn't, what, what was it, what, what was so bad about the day? It was
3: the expectations ah. that mm-hmm. that's my bane is we should be doing this, this way, or why can't you do this? Fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had, you know, there, there was a point where where were, I understand, do it, does not need to be retaught? You know, let's look at the time of day, but that was my big problem is, is, um, not adjusting Mm. expectations in the way that I should. And so coping badly and inappropriately, obviously we got through it, but the point isn't just to get through it, is it? The point is to make it quality. So um, in desperation, I would say that the day just stopped. The day just (laughs) That's enough, that's enough of that. (laughs) And whatever room was not where my children were, that's where I went. There you go. Um, so again, what not to do. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I think that's actually a good coping mechanism
0: in the sense that you you knew that it was time to stop. <laughs> and you and you heeded that. That was good. So don't be so hard on yourself. I think that was that was that was wise. All right. Next.
2: <laughs> Gosh, okay. as as we talk about these I'm like, wow. I think my kids learned also uh, like they'd see me in a mood they're like and Ben he'd be mom do you want to put a fire on do you want to do you want to he knew like historical documentaries were my thing so I'd be in a mood or something he's like do you want me let's put on a fire and let's let's watch a movie I'm like oh. okay <laughs> or they would say they would say can we watch a movie it, it'd be educational I'm like okay you know and so they do that <laughs> you know um Um, yeah, if it was a bad day, I'd, you know, just stop and say, okay, if, if school work is not working, housework is going to work. You do this, Mm -hmm. you do this, you do this. So that was one way, just kind of shifting, um, uh, throwing on a a movie, an educational movie is another way. Napoleon Dynamite. um, (laughs) Is it
3: educational? educational. Yeah, sure, Yes. Sure. (laughs) The chickens is educational. Sure. Yeah. It just
2: stopping. Just stop. You know, like let's let's pick up tomorrow. Let's pick up tomorrow. But of course, it was after some gnashing of teeth and crying and whys and butts. And you wouldn't be acting this way if you're, you know, in you know Mrs. Riggs' class or <laughs> or something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sh- shifting, shifting modes, shifting modes, and just doing something different doing something
1: different helped, so. Well, f- for me, I was the one of those moms who took a homeschooling mom prayer and hung it on <laughs> the wall in my bedroom because whenever I it got too much for me, I would just like run to my bedroom. I need an app or something, stop, whatever. But it would be right there on my wall where I look. Mm. And so I would read it and be like, okay, reality check here. It, it also had the why of, of what I'm doing, right? I'm here to create um, disciples and me yelling at them and having them yell at back, me back, that's not doing the job. So it was a great reminder of what the why of what we're doing. And um, and then, of course, um, just surrendering to the Lord. But I think ultimately, it was just stopping when it was enough is enough just recognizing it and stopping and whether that was we have a time it's called rest and read time and usually it would be like at the end of the school day so I don't know maybe 2 two thirty, 30 whatever time it ended up it was just the last thing that we would do would be rest and read and you either grab a book and um, read somewhere in the house or just rest like it's just calm quiet so sometimes rest and read would be like at 11 a.m <laughs> 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 yeah and then just going outside and um okay time to go for a walk or time to go in our town home we had lived near a park and that was a good um out like if it was just getting too crazy um just go outside and play like but you just go and it was I usually calm down just sitting outside um, and then of course friends friends always help okay, let's go over to a friend's house, let's go do this with our friends, and um, it kind of makes everybody forget about the craziness that was happening, and so, yeah.
2: I think I had that paper, like, the homeschool, like, moms and all that, but it was, like, behind my planner. I probably should have <laughs> put it on top. <laughs> you
3: know, I never had that paper.
0: No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that. And I, I didn't know. even
3: look it up. <laughs>
0: I still have a third grader. So, you know, if you would like to share that and I think (laughs) maybe we can, we can put that in the show notes and people can get to it as well, because I think that would be helpful. (laughs) What inspires you now that you are, have gone, if you've been several years into homeschooling, what inspires you now as, as a homeschooler?
3: I think looking back so i'm coming to homeschoolers from the future um is the relationship i have with my children that we're close and it's amazing to see to find so many parents that are not close with their children Mm -hmm. and so because homeschooling is so humbling your children see you and i use that word broken often because for me it was true to see me broken or to see us sacrifice all these things for the sake of being home. But now seeing the fruit is that I'm, my husband and I are very close with my boys and they're in public school. So they're no longer home, but they are still coming home. And I think the fact that we're having conversations and that we both had to rely on the Lord so much in school for school that's, that's what I would say is, is that inspiration and encouragement that I would give anybody is that the hard times are hard. Obviously a list of challenges may seem longer than the list of benefits, but there are benefits. And for me, the one that I would name, which is a relationship with my kids. And of course their relationship with the Lord has been worth it, Mm -hmm. has been worth it. The education is, is there, you know, I put a lot of stress on being the a student or getting through the curriculum but now that i look back i'm i'm so grateful that we were able to homeschool without without fear of getting in trouble mm-hmm. um without consequences other than what i would give them but it's just that encouragement that that when you come out of it with that relationship with your child it is, it is how else can you do that how else can you create that um other than homeschooling
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because um, my, my two oldest are also in public school and it just, it bummed me out so much at first when they were gone for so long. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, but, um, but having had those foundational years with them at home, you know, they still come home and we still have conversations. And even my oldest assist, she's like, mom, she's like, you know, kids don't have they don't talk to their parents or a lot of her friends don't have those relationships so I'm super super thankful of um like you know like we all you know know um have is those relationships I think my kids have seen me cry more than anyone (laughs) including my husband probably and there's been so many sorries and so many you know um, starting over and all that, and and yeah, they see they see just the real me, you know, um, the six a.m. you, you know. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> we <laughs> all see it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they see yeah. the eleven a.m. You is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> they see they see all of it. They
2: see all of it. Um, yeah, so that's definitely. Um, but one of the things actually. And um, it's probably not as heartfelt as yours, Josephine, but <laughs> one, of the, um, one of the things actually that inspires me with homeschooling is just the different, um, different ways that we can teach something, you know, it, you know, via videos or movies or field trips or craft or activity or, you know, it's just, it's just endless ways that we can teach some, you know, our kids, you know, the different subjects and different concepts um, that doesn't have to come out of a textbook, you know? And so I love that. I love that. And um, um, although it's not working with my son, I'm like, do you want to try this? Do you want to do that? And he's like, no, I'm like, please, you're my last one. (laughs) No, I'm like, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just, you know, just the different ways that we can teach, you know, it's, you know, it's endless
1: the way, you know, different things we can teach. So that's, I find that inspirational. I think um, for me too, it's um, a lot of learning outside of just a book. Like I so used to, for me, growing up and being educated, you know, textbooks and workbooks and um, in the classroom is like really where I kind of put this boundary of learning. Like this is the only place I can learn. And um, I brought that on to my kids. And um, through homeschooling, it's like everywhere. It's like the world is your classroom, right? Um, I never loved the outdoors. Never, never loved the outdoors until I started homeschooling. Um, now we love national parks. And I, I still can't believe like we'll be hiking somewhere. And I'm telling Chris, like, I can't believe that I'm enjoying this. Like, this is so like, not what I would enjoy before. and But just, you know, in that, finding the beauty of God all around us as well. And the more mm-hmm. you learn science, history, the more you see God and um, being able to do that and learn those things and share that those things with your, your children. And then passing that on to a new homeschooling family, somebody who is like, what is this all about? Oh, remembering that feeling of is this the right thing for my kids or challenging being challenged by your family like nobody was um, accepting everybody thought we were crazy for homeschooling our kids like you guys had talked about, um, we would always get the question so okay, when are they really going to go to school like, well, what do you think we're doing every day, you know. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think just, um, I guess, my mind being more open to learning and um Still learning so much about just this world that God has created and being able to pass it on to our kids and to others is very inspirational.
0: What I'm realizing too, is that, you know, my kids may not go to Harvard, not that I necessarily want them to, but that's another episode, Um, (laughs) but that they'll tell me what's going on, you know, that Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll find that it's a safe place to come to. Where some kids don't have that safety with their families. And because the trust hasn't been built in the same way that we've been able to cultivate that kind of trust, because it's not only just been a mom and child type of situation, it's been like your whole life, their whole life has been with you with the teaching and the everything. And so that has been something so beautiful about, about homeschooling. And then having, because we we're all part of the co op too, with our kids knowing their friends. And their mothers, and, you know, <laughs> and we know we kind of, kind of gauge what's going on and we can manage and, and navigate that with them in a much better way, I think, um, in a more connected way than in, in a different circumstance. And so that's, that's also, again, a really neat thing about the whole co-op thing and, you know in the inspiring thing, I agree with all of you, the research, finding out that you actually like things that you didn't think you liked before, you know? And, um, the other thing that was also really great was finding people who could take care of subjects that I could not. Yeah. So, oh yes, Josephine yes. And taking care <laughs> of science. Thank you. Emma still talks <laughs> about dissecting things. Oh, with you, Corine, cause you did the dissecting too. Yeah. And so uh-huh. she loved, I mean, that was, that was so wonderful. Um, And then, you know, I get to do the English stuff. So that makes me super happy. Okay. So to wrap it up, finally, is there anything else that you would like to share to new homeschoolers about a, about community in general, or like a, the co-op or the PSP? Is there anything specific or anything that you would like to share with new families?
1: I would just advise um, new families, and I think we just, we said this in the beginning, but I think it's really important to not just get your kids involved, but you involved as well. Um, it's a lot more funner when the families are involved, moms in whatever capacity, they don't have to be a teacher, but I think just being around um, your your kids will end up liking it, Um even more with having you around, dad around, grandma, grandpa, you know, somebody um, just getting involved, um, going to um, events or going to, and not just with Firm Foundation, but just whatever is out there. The more you're around people who are homeschooling, the more you'll get to know them and be involved um, in a community, whether that's with Firm Foundation or some other co-op. Um, just being involved in that co-op, I think, is is pretty critical. You'll really feel a good um, sense of just belonging.
2: Yeah, I think one of my favorite things that I've been seeing with our co-op and when we have different events is, um, like, field trips or, like, our little Makers' Fair is grandparents coming um, um, you know, they come up and they come up with their little chairs and they're setting up and they're just watching. So it's it was so cute. It was so cute. Or aunts come when mom and dad maybe might not, aunts come and, and take a kid to a field trip. And so, um, or when a parent can't because um, uh, an older student is, or an older child is doing classes somewhere, a friend brings. So it's just, it's it's really beautiful to see you know, it's not. You know, when when you start getting involved, it's for your kid, it's for yourself, and then it kind of branches off to um, family. You know, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and friends. So it's it's um, it's it's unexpected. You know, you just don't know how far it's going to reach. And so it's been really neat to see um, uh, just more and more people. You know, they catch the bug and they want to be a part of it. And it's it's neat.
0: yeah. Any last words, Josephine?
3: No, I think it's the same thing, it's it's community. Uh, I would advise every everyone who's starting homeschooling is to find your community mm-hmm. because you're not alone. You will find a mom who is or has gone through what you're going through and 99.9% of that time that mom wants to share that information and, and be a, a source of support because she needed it herself at one point. And so, I will say compared to the other co-ops from foundation is a pretty tight community. And that's not to say that we don't let outsiders in. I think it's because um, we want to build it and for these kids to see each other a lot and for the moms to have fellowship, that that is a key. It's it's integral to homeschooling because knowing that you're not alone gives you more strength, gives you more support, gives you more information and more encouragement. So that's definitely something to, to, to get in contact and, and get in the group.
0: Yeah, and I, I noticed that with us, especially in the high school level, a lot of the new high school kids that have, that have come in, a lot of the new families, a lot of the kids that have, they don't even have younger siblings that have joined the high school classes, right? And I, I find that interesting because they've see, they see that we're a solid, a solid place. And I think that's something that we can really uh, thank Mary for and how she really set this all up. I'm going to cry. Right.
3: Right. <laughs> this episode about you crying? That's true. That's true, Wendy. <laughs> ah, ah.
0: No, because I think about like, seriously, the, how, when we first came, it was such a breath of fresh air. Cause again, I felt so alone and I saw this community and it was beautiful. We're, we're here in positions for such a time as this to, to really now help another generation of kids become, be homeschooled and how that's going to affect the future. And, you know, the Lord put that, the Lord put that on Mary to start and we are blessed by that. And I just think that that's so incredible and how we have no idea how our obedience and what we're doing is going Mm -hmm. to affect the future. And I just find that so amazing about our about our, about our Lord, about how God just really uses us, each of us individually, you know, and, and I'm just very grateful for firm foundation. I'm grateful for all of you, the three of you and your, our friendship again, the sense of community is, is, is what keeps, I think people together at firm foundation. I think that's what keeps us strong. And I'm just very, very grateful. So thank you. (laughs) We're in it together. Special thanks to Wendy, Corinne, and Josephine. From Firm Foundation Christian Academy for joining me today for this episode of Best Late Plans of Mice and Gen. The resources we mentioned will be found in the show notes. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow me on Instagram at Bestlate Plans of Mice and Gen. And if you have any questions or topic ideas for future episodes, you can send them to BestlatePlans of and Gen at gmail.com. And remember, even when things don't go as planned, it still leads to some of the best learning and growing while surviving and thriving.